And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing, Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency, and the man from Mars, business and life coach, Brian Wood, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Now, join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Hello, hello. What's up, Wendy? What's up, Brian? Woo! Okay. I had All fun. Good All, good <laughs> All right, they're making fun of me today because I have my little car. I think they're little Porsches. That I'm is really so sure, cute. But they're cufflinks. Car cufflinks? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely daddy's which, which little girl. Do, which dollar store did you get those oh, at? Nice. Oh, nice. It's the one in New York, so travel there and go get them. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> that one's for you. We got Andy on the line today. He's actually in OC right now, but Andy, okay, let's but, see if I can say this right. Can I say this right? I'm, I'm too excited. I can't even wait for See, you, I cheated. I asked him. I know. Good work. Good well, work. he's, it's, it's, it's not the Russian yeah. missile. Yeah, it's, it's a, a weapon of mass destruction. All right. Do you tell the Andy? Russian missile. Andy, are you there? Yeah. Hello. Hello. All right. <laughs> what's up with that nickname? What the Russian missile? Yeah. yeah. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's something like my uh, my friends gave me uh, playing playing basketball. You know, we gave each other nicknames. It's something that stuck with me. Obviously, being Russian. Obviously, being a shooter. Uh, it's being being a consistent shooter. I just, it's something something that stuck with me. So let me let me say this. So I've seen Andy and uh, and his shooting skills, and let me also say this. So um, Andy dominated the CBA, the California Basketball Association, mm-hmm. and um, so if you add up all the points that I scored, I played ball in college and and overseas tournaments and also. So if you added up all the points I scored in my career, including practice, I don't think I scored thirty three points. So Andy, <laughs> Andy, Brian. Andy averaged. <laughs> Over 33 points. I mean, just crushing this league. And, and over wow. 13 rebounds. MVP was like the three-point champ for the All-Star game. All these different things. So he's primed to do some special things. And uh, with the NBA draft in, in June, and lots of scouts interested in the, the, this weapon of, of mass destruction, um, expecting some pretty good things. And really, uh, and on top of that, the kid is just special. I so mean, he's he coming really to Arizona, right? Is that we're pulling? Well, for? we need some help for this. We the Suns do. need some help. Oh so boy, do just, they! Yeah. Well, Gosh, uh, can we put this uh, tape on the right hands and yeah. maybe get them over here? <laughs> wow, I'm ready. All right. He we says he's coming. Help. Yeah. You'd come to Arizona? It's hot here. That's right. It's br- right? brutally hot. I mean, right now yeah. we're in a great place, but I love it here, though. Yeah, it's, it's still better than cold. Yeah, you go from an air-conditioned building to an air-conditioned car to yeah. an air-conditioned home to air-conditioned work, so you're set. And yeah. then in the pool. And then pool. Hey, and Andy, you've been to, um, you've been to Russia. I remember we, we talked a little bit. How cold does it get in Russia? Uh, I mean, pretty pretty cold. I yeah. mean, I'm, right now I'm in, obviously in California, so yeah. the difference is like, you know, it's pretty uh, drastic. Yeah. So another question I have is, uh, why did you tamper with the 2016 United States presidential election? What, what was that all about? 
<laughs> I know. I don't, you know, I don't even answer that. And now I'm ashamed I'm of myself. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for even asking that. I apologize. And I apologize for the future questions that Uh-oh. will not be, uh, be appropriate. It's a goofy day here in the, uh, in the office, yeah, if you want to call it here. So Andy, let me ask you this. You're, you're destroying the, the CBA. What, what, um, other than the destruction, what part of basketball do you love the most? Oh man, uh, I would probably say the competitiveness. Um, going up against other good players, you know, I always, always look forward to it. Um, being able to compete, um, go out there and uh, lay it all on the court is something I look forward to doing. Mm-hmm. So, can we find you on Twitter or is YouTube the best place? We saw some serious video this morning. Serious. Yeah, items. yeah. Uh, YouTube, um, at Andy Avila, the Russian missiles, where you can find me. Um, I never got, I never really got into Twitter. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking actually making one, but, uh, yeah. That's what Luis Gonzalez said when we met him. And yeah. then he's been tweeting and people are like messing with him now because they're like, did you really tweet that? Yeah. So maybe we'll get you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got, he, had some, Luis. he had some help, I think. Right. Didn't he say I that? I don't think so. I think no? it was him. I think they were making fun of him. He's like, no, oh. I really did that. So. Yeah, we got to get you out there so we can communicate mm-hmm. some more. So one, Definitely, of, yeah. one of the things that, uh, that, that I find fascinating about Andy is that he's more than a basketball player. So the NBA teams, I mean, first of all, think about this. You're going to invest in someone. You want to make sure they're doing the right thing off the court. And this guy's got, I mean, a business mind. He's got, um, I think he's, don't, don't you speak like three languages, Andy? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm not fluent in Russian, but obviously, you know, um, having, you know, my heritage from there, I understand a good amount, and obviously Spanish. My mm-hmm. grandfather spoke it to me. Okay. Hablas español, que bien. We're just going to turn it Spanish. Sí, hablas español, mis padres son de Cuba. That's it. It's out. Just, yeah. Mi español no es muy bien para estar aprendiendo más. Andy, help me out here. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I'm going to just, uh, just, just wait when we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, no. So one of the things, Andy, I'm, I'm interested in, but since you've got so many interests beyond basketball, I think you're a master chess player, too, if I remember right. Um, yeah. So um, Elisa plays checkers, I think. That's the only thing that I you can tic-tac-toe. offer. Okay. I'm good but, at but, but in all seriousness, um, Andy, tell me about the, the business mind or leadership style that you most admire. Um, as for an individual or just overall, it's my mindset. Um, both. Both. Oh, I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know, um, there are a lot of good leaders to look at, you know, in the business world, you have, you know, the past, the Steve Jobs, you know, you have the Elon Musk who's the future. Um, definitely being, uh, being able to kind of adapt to, to the times is important. Um, mm-hmm. to the social media, um, Era that we're in, you know, and you brought up Twitter as being, you know, something that's extremely important. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really admire people like Musk. Uh, Richard Branson is mm-hmm. another person I admire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just very, uh, I would say, very innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like kind of um, thinking about how I can replicate, you know, moving forward. Right. Being a young entrepreneur, being 22, it's extremely important to kind of think about your future, have a, a plan laid out. Um, that's something I, I like doing, and that's something I look forward to doing. Any close family or friends or any inspiration from the close-knit? 
Sorry, what was that? Like anyone, like friends, family, anything that growing up kind of made an impression for you. I know those are usually the the places. I mean, I love the pe- the people you mentioned, but sometimes it's like yeah. sometimes the places that you come from kind of give you a little bit more too. Is that something uh, for you? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad actually uh, was pretty a pretty big influence. Um, I remember as a kid, um, he would read me Robert Kiyosaki. Um, I was like eight nine years old, wow. you know, reading this. I had no idea what it was to be honest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, just being introduced to that world. You know, I went to actually go see Donald Trump um, as like a like an eight year old. Just going to stuff like that kind of um, I guess helped mold my mind to be kind of business oriented. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I really appreciate that because now being twenty two, I kind of have that foundation moving forward, um, and I understand a lot of things that you know it takes to be successful in the business world. Um, and I really appreciate that. That's sweet. Yeah, good for good for your dad too, and good for you because as parents, all we want is our kids to excel in everything they do. So by by exposing you to those kinds of things at that age, he just puts you in a position to be more successful, more successful with more options. So uh, congratulations to uh, to both of you. It's funny. Someone told me like when I used to like debate with my parents, like like no, I'm not going to do that, and. I heard once um, a friend of mine said, you know, everything that your mom says, all she's really saying is that she loves you. Great point. Oh, man. And that's sweet. It's such a reminder of how much your parents just love you and everything that comes out of there. The way they say it, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's just that passion. You know, it might be like, clean your room. But it really is, I love you. Oh, that's that's beautiful. And and you're exactly right, too, because the intention is always that. The methodology might be a little different. You know, yeah. um, I mean, but, as a parent, it yeah. doesn't always come out that way. But right. at the end of the day, that's all I'm really saying. Yeah. It's like, I love you and I just want you to be your best. Mm. Yeah. So, Andy, I have a question. Um, you started uh, at a, a later age playing basketball. I think you started at like 14 or 15. Is that right? Somewhere around then? Yeah, that's, that's so, right. Um, I, I first started playing at you around that age as well. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, it's interesting because now it just seems like, Things have changed so much where it's like when you're like five years old, okay, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Pick your sport right here, right now. So starting late, later in that process and having so much success, what, uh, what do you think are the pros and cons of, uh, of what you experienced? Oh, well, I mean, like you said, you know, starting later, you kind of have a lot of catching up to do, mm-hmm. um, Obviously, I went. I went to a pretty good high school as well. Um, that was extremely competitive. So not being the best right away was something that I realized, mm-hmm. but was something that I wanted to work towards because um, I have. I've always decided a passion to want to be the best in whatever it is I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely pushed me to to want to be a good player, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't really start to get good like until after high school because I really put my foot down and said I'm I'm going to get good because you know I, I I put in this much work so far and I know that if I just put in the extra effort then um then I can do something with it um as for the cons I, I just I try to look at it, you know as a positive situation you know not being the best not being you know the most athletic um and I just try to use it as a positive I, I feel that it's important to not view things in a negative light and in terms of, you know, getting the best from every situation. Hmm. That seems to be the, uh, one of the keys to success. Everyone's got their own definition of success and happiness, but 
but having that mindset seems to be uh, the common denominator, just being positive and grateful and, and just taking that approach. So that, that's great to hear. So how about the, uh, anyone out there that doubted you, that it somehow inspired you by, by them thinking that you couldn't achieve the success that you have? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like everyone has, you know, <clears throat> their fair share of uh, of haters and people who, um, you know, look at you and say, you know, you can't do this. You know, you're you, you just you, you don't have the ability to do it. And mm-hmm. um, I always like how Michael Jordan, even in in his Hall of Fame speech, um, brought up the fact that there are people um, that doubted him all throughout his career. And that's, that was the one, you know, the one thing that kind of pushed them and, and made them want to work harder and, you know, be, and be better than he was. Um, and I, I've, I've, with me, the same thing, you know, I've always wanted to, to show and prove my critics wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're everywhere. So you just have to keep working hard and, you know, and, and stay true to the plan. I, I love that because, you know, it's just a, a few minutes ago, we talked about as parents, the intention is, I want what's best for you, and I love you no matter what. And in this case, you're talking about the haters, that the intention is, I want to bring you down, Andy. I want, I want to discourage you. I want to make sure you don't never achieve your, your, your dreams. But you take something that may be intended to be negative, and you turn that into a, a positive using that as motivation. So I, I love that approach. That's going to serve you well way beyond basketball. I think those are the people that actually sharpen our skills. I mean, we've had a couple of people on on the show mention that too, where mm-hmm. it's it really helps them become the greatness mm-hmm. because they have that diverse, you know, it's like the villain. Yeah. You, you, you need to have that villain in your yeah. life. And it's powerful. But when you le- think about leaning on that, like you're going to be, like when you go through one of your workouts and you are just hanging on for dear life, because everyone gets there, everyone's got their point of exhaustion. But if you can tap into that secret weapon that, oh, yeah, this person said I can't do it. You know what? I'm going to push a little bit harder, mm-hmm. just a little bit harder. So what, what, uh, what other things motivate you, Andy, to, to excel on the court and off the court? Uh, I mean, definitely wanting to be the best. That's, that's one aspect of it. Um, having a tunnel vision, uh, I feel, is also important. You know, limiting distractions, allowing yourself to see – you know, like you said, you know, when you work out and you're tired and you know, you're at the end of the workout, seeing the positives of, of what and, and how this workout is beneficial for you um, as kind of a motivating factor and that extra fuel to get you through that workout, I feel is extremely important, you know. Finding that positive affirmation in the negative, mm-hmm. um, you know, your fatigue, can't get through that, that last rep of whatever you're doing, but you kind of you push yourself and you build that mental toughness. Uh, that's something that I really... Um, I feel it's valuable having that mental durability, especially when you talk about professionally. Um, there are a lot of people, a lot of a lot of players that want to you know come after you. So I feel like it gives you a leg up and you know gives you an advantage moving forward. Are you pretty healthy, Andy? Like, do you eat all the healthy food? Are you always kind of alert about that, or is it you kind of get away with it now with the amount of workout you do? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, sometimes, you know, you have cheat meals here and there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little Cuban food, a arroz con pollo. My favorite dish. Boca, arroz con pollo. You can You have to, you know, it's a balance. Everything's a balance in life. You know, you have to, you know, sometimes, you know, chew yourself a little bit. Cool. So I always like that realism. It's real life. 
Well, yeah. and then you um, you also, as I understand, you've got an MBA um, trainer. You've got a couple of professional coaches. Uh, what can you tell us about what your your workouts look like? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, uh, kind of mimicking what the plan is to just kind of mimic what what I'm going to see at the next level. Mm-hmm. So, um, as for drills, doing a lot of um, a lot of cardio, a lot of um, a lot of drills that kind of mimic workouts in the NBA. Um, working on my shot when I'm fatigued, when I'm tired. Um, getting up the court. Um, you know, doing combo moves uh, with some pressure. Uh, stuff, stuff, stuff that's going to prepare for the next level. That's kind of what I've been working on with my coaches, and uh, I think I think it's been helping tremendously. So the um, the other thing I'm interested in is the uh, some of your teammates Taft High School was uh, is a big time program and you've played if I remember right you've some of your teammates have have already gone on to the to the next level where you're heading in the NBA is that correct? Oh uh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. What can you tell us about those uh, those players and any influence they had on you, uh, if any? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have a couple of teammates. I'm doing what he the Nets right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce, um, who actually just passed away last year, but he was a uh, doing pretty well on NBA team. Um, and there's a couple other players um, who played overseas. But yeah, definitely um, playing under them um, because they were a couple years older than me. Um, mm-hmm. Really pushed me. Um, you know, going up against players of that caliber who have who already have that mentality. Like you said, I you know I started late. Um, it kind of showed me how to prepare for things and how to view things differently. Um, and it's made me a better player for sure. Mm. So how about uh, beyond the game of basketball? What would you like to uh, accomplish after you're done playing, after your 20-year career in the NBA? Then what are you going to do? Oh, man. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I guess that kind of goes back to the plan. Um, uh, talking about the plan, you know, planning for the future. Uh, I, I I like investments, and you know, I've been trading um, stocks and options for, I'd say, probably about four or five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Just you started yeah, early. I, yeah. I did, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like investing, I like day trading. Um, Who got you started on that? So what was that? Who got you started on that, or was that just something that you started picking up just because you saw it? it? Yeah, it started with just a, um, my dad um, – to me, do some chores with my dad, helping him with his business, and you know, he him giving me like a hundred, couple hundred dollars to invest, investing in a couple stocks, um, kind of seeing them grow, not fast, but you know, just kind of getting a taste for it, and then that escalating to me reading about options and calls, and 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 just getting more familiar with investing, and kind of you know, um, learning that I actually liked it, you know, it was kind of something that was interesting to me. Um, that's kind of how I got started. But also, uh, I'm pretty. Uh, I like I like real estate. It's something that uh, I find pretty interesting interesting as well, and I would definitely like to get into it uh, in the future. That's sweet. We have a, a great sponsor, um, Sheila, who does pro athletes. She's a real estate agent, VIP client list, and she's phenomenal. It's it's amazing what a beautiful investment that is at times. And some of the homes we've actually been able to party at some of them, Brian and I. And yeah. there's another appreciation party coming up in May. Um, Maybe Andy can come down for that, but it's We're in. it's actually an, a, a wonderful way to see your money grow, and it's like so mm-hmm. visible. Yeah, and I love stocks yeah. and bonds too, but it's you know I think with real estate, especially in Arizona, there's so much growth and mm-hmm. so much opportunity here. Yeah. So when you move out here to play for the Suns, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, 
and and bring some teammates too. You might need. You might. You're you're a talented guy, right? You're you are, um, an extremely talented player, but you might need some help to turn the Suns around. We're gonna take. Oh, a, go. oh go ahead. They have Devin Booker. He's pretty good. He can score so many points. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> We're actually going to take a quick break here, but um, I have a question that we're going to come back to, and it's what's your social life look like as, you know, as fit? A, you know, you, I'm sure your schedule is insane, but do you have careful, a social Careful, Andy. Be <laughs> careful. This sounds look? like a trap to we me. Won't, we won't talk about it just yet, but we'll, we'll talk about it when we come back through break so you get some time to think about it. We'll be right back. When it comes to finding the home of your dreams with VIP experience, Sheila Gerardo is ready to move. As a qualified member of the Luxury Home Tour of Arizona, elite member of the Pro Athlete and Business Network, and your local MD Preferred Affiliate Professional, Sheila Gerardo is the Athlete and VIP Relocation Specialist in Arizona. Sheila's combined experience in real estate, real estate investment, and luxury property assures you a smooth transition to your new life. Whether you are buying or selling a home, Experience is proven commitment. Sheila Gerardo, your athlete and VIP relocation specialist has to offer. Sheila Gerardo, Realty Executives Phoenix. www.sheilagerardo.com or call her at 415-578-8427. Anyone who's ever sat through a long meeting or presentation knows what it's like to experience information overload. And anyone who's ever led one of these meetings knows the challenge of holding the attention of an audience. In such an information-dense society, this is a real problem when we want our message to be heard. Frame the Message, Inc. is the solution to helping your audience capture and retain information quickly and effectively. In a process called Live Graphic Recording, Frame the Message, Inc. creates large, colorful illustrations to accompany your presentation and captures the essence of the message of your meeting or event. If you want to avoid hearing this and instead hear this, then bring Frame the Message, Inc. to your next meeting or conference. When it comes to delivering a message, you have a choice in how your audience engages. Make the right one with FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. Are you known for skipping meals while on the go? Are you too busy to eat healthy? Does the thought of meal prep and food shopping leave you desiring a nap? Visit www.witnessingnature.net. Download the app and leave the healthy cooking to us. We provide organic food through personal chef services, meal plans, and cooking classes, prepared at your home or delivered so you can spend time with your valued family and friends. Call Witnessing Nature and Food at 480-813-9065. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Brian Wood. Welcome back. We're with Andy the Russian Missile. All right, so we were talking about Cuban food, too. So, okay, we were talking about social. Andy, you still with us? Yeah, and he's going to just hang up. He's I like, know. you know what? I'm out of here. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> play know. these shenanigans. Yeah, Brian was telling me you guys went to a Cuban restaurant. Yeah, that was just... Was that yeah, good? Oh. So good. Platanito Maduros. I, I don't know. It was just so good. And I totally choked because I've got... I was just telling Elisa, Andy, I've got this addiction to 
to Cuban coffee, and I totally choked and didn't get it because everything else was good, so I was distracted. No, you'd be, you'd be awake for days. You can't handle that, uh, Brian. Yes, I can. Don't worry about yes, it. Yes, I can. <laughs> I, I could drink that at midnight and go to sleep. Really? I'm not kidding you. Yeah. What? That's yeah. sweet. That's good stuff. Okay, so what's the social life, social life like, Andy? Social life? Yeah. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I mean, not, not, I mean, nothing crazy, to be honest. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, besides from the gym, uh, and, you know, I, reading a book, that's pretty much my social life, you know, uh, mm. to this day, you know, going to the gym, staying in the gym, working out, um, yeah. pretty no, much no it. partying? <laughs> we can't find you at the clubs? Nah. Yeah. You know, I did a bachelorette party a couple of weeks ago. Don't go out there. It's dangerous. Look, here, here's Everybody should just go to bed. It, it, so in all in all seriousness, right? Angie, Andy, that is the way to go. Just focus on your dream. Yeah. Keep getting a little bit better every day. That is the way. I mean, and, and there's so many people get caught out there doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And, and while you're out there... Someone else is working hard, yep. like Andy is, and they're getting closer. They're getting closer to you, or they're passing you by. So that's uh, that is the right strategy to have, uh, young man. Just keep it going. I know you're. Uh, I know you're focused. Appreciate it. How about uh, how about basketball, and and how do you think it can be used to positively influence other parts of our world, like society? Any any thoughts on that? Oh man, I feel like <clears throat> it's just, it's growing tremendously. You look at you know. Um, Europe and Asia, you know, um, I feel the introduction of basketball in many neighborhoods and, you know, many different cultures is going to be, it's going to have a lasting impact. Mm-hmm. Um, European players are coming out, you know, better than ever. You look at, you know, Jokic, Nurkic, a um, couple players, for example, uh, you know, they're, just, they're coming out, you know, better better than ever. So I feel like yeah. um, using it as an outlet um, mm-hmm. for, you know, for kids, you know, maybe, you know, not, not so great areas is definitely a plus. And I feel like it gives, you know, gives the people, uh, uh, you could say a purpose, you know, something to look forward to, you know, after a tough day. Um, and I feel like it's a, it's just a global kind of uh, phenomenon that's growing. Yeah, I, I think you're dead on with that. And there's a Maya Angelou quote, we are, we are more alike, my friend, than we are unalike. And t- sometimes mm-hmm. what you're describing, Andy, is basketball and perspective. And, oh, wait a minute, I play basketball. And then on the other side of the world, this person plays basketball. So in some ways, it almost sounds like they're, we're all connected. And when, with the game expanding the way it is, um, th- those trends, I think, will continue to, uh, to trend in that way. Mm-hmm. How, about, um, how about the current NBA player? That you you most admire? What would you say if I asked you that, Andy? Um, I would say uh, I probably uh, I probably say Westbrook. Uh, you know what he's doing this year is obviously commendable. Um, triple double, multiple fifty point triple double games. Um, and what I like about him is he's a competitor more than anything. You know he. He doesn't care about the stats. He doesn't care about the game, the the fame, you know, anything else. He's he's worried about winning, and uh, it shows. Man, he's having a, ph- a phenomenal year, and, and that's that's kind of like the play style that I, I try to kind of emulate. You know, someone who's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's controlled aggression. You know, like he's channeling it. Um, I mean, his team seems to be doing well, so that's that's definitely a player that I I kind of you know acknowledge and tip my hat to. Yeah, he he is. Uh, that's a historical year, like you said, uh, averaging a triple double. 
Uh, second time that's ever happened in, in history. Uh, and that guy is just, he's got like nuclear power. How about uh, a former NBA player who you would most like to play a game of one-on-one with? In their prime. So you can't just, you know, pull someone off the shelf who's like 70 years old. So in their prime, <laughs> when, what, who would you like to play? Go back in time. And don't say Well, Brian. obviously. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's. That's <laughs> awesome. That. Sorry, Andy. Oh, we so we have some fun here. But go ahead. You had somebody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I pretty much everyone says MJ or Kobe, or at least from my generation. But, uh, you know, actually growing up, I was being a stuff and, um, you know, the days where they had Nash, Stoudemire, Marion. Oh, um, oh. So I'll probably say one of my favorite players, back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I love the way he plays. So probably going up against you know him because I looked up to him quite a bit. Nice. How about uh, tell me about the offensive type of offensive system most conducive to your success as a scorer, Andy? What would you like to see if you were uh, designing the offense for you? Mm-hmm. I would say uh, I mean you look at today's NBA you look at the way that you know even bigs. I've moved away from the post in two threes. Uh, you can kind of say the game is being revolutionized to be played fast. And I kind of agree with that. I mean, I feel like um, me personally being a shooter, being a scorer, um, and also being a facilitator um, when the pressure's on me, I feel like maybe a faster play style um, would be something more conducive to the way I play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting people open, passing the ball, moving the ball. Uh, I mean, you just look at the worries, you look at the success they're having, and it, it seems to be working. So I would say probably more fast-paced offense, mm-hmm. um, people open, um, because obviously, you know, the more touches that players get, the happier they'll be, the more mm-hmm. shots on the down. So it just seems uh, to be a better uh, place, to, uh, I would say, for me at least. Okay. And I know you're a confident shooter, a confident player, a confident young man. Where, where do you think your confidence comes from, Andy? Hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to say. I, I've always been pretty confident. Um, since since a, since a young kid, uh, I just I've always hated losing. I've um, playing tough with my dad when I was three, four years old. I hated losing. You know, I, I lose every time, but you get better. Um, and you learn. You just learn to to want to win. And I think that's just something developed at a, at a young age. Oh, that's awesome, um, Andy. I have a quick question for you. So let's say uh, you never tried basketball. What is a sport that you would have done instead of basketball? I hope he says both. Interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of funny because growing up, uh, even in high school, uh, people ask about football because um, I guess I have a pretty big frame, you could say. How tall um, are you? I'm um, about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but I weigh uh, 240, 250, so I have, you know, Quite a bit of a frame. Um, he, he, yeah, I mean, here's the he doesn't want to say it. he's jacked. <laughs> nice. he he's, like, he's not. He's not. So, so anyway. when does he come here? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so you would have done football, right? Yeah, uh, I played. I played. Uh, played fullback um, when I was much younger. Oh. Um, I kind of just because the, the game of basketball kind of took over my life. But yeah, if I if I had a pick, I'd probably just pick football. Okay, so what what position would you play? Um. Well, I played fullback back then, but right now with my size, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure to be honest. I like probably a D line, maybe. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm impressed. So you need to invent a game that's kind of a, a combination of the two, the basketball and football. So if you could do that, what would you call it? Oh, God. Ha, that would be so one. much fun, right? Rugby. Yeah, rugby. Rugby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey uh, so Andy, I, um, I've seen you in action and just, you know, this is not just because I'm a fan, but you've got a handle, you can pass, you can jump, you can shoot, you play strong, you hustle. You, you've got a lot going on that's going to be very attractive to a lot of NBA teams. What's, what's an area uh, of improvement that, that you'd like to focus on? Like, what's your next best opportunity to get better? What, what facet of your game? Um, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's going up against uh, better competition, and I feel that evolves a player um, and makes them more efficient. Um, I feel that getting the reps in at um, at a higher level also makes uh, what also helped me out um, in terms of you know allowing me to focus on what I how I can affect the game. So whether it be shooting, whether it be as a facilitator. Um, I feel it's experience that I need, and um, it's something I'm looking forward to get. Um, mm-hmm. I feel at the next level, I definitely I'm playing going up against um, better competition is going to be a challenge, but it's something I definitely look forward to doing, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a better player. So you are a confident young man. You're also very intense. How do you relax? How do I relax? Yeah, <laughs> or or do you relax? <laughs> Maybe that's the better question. No, I mean, I feel my release is basketball, to be honest, or in general, and applying it to anyone else. It's their passion and what they, you know, what they like doing and what they love. Um, I can just go to the park and, you know, shoot a couple hundred shots um, at, at night, you know, just get my mind off things. That's I feel like that's my release just because, it's, you know, like I said, it's my passion and what I like doing. All right, but what if you didn't have basketball as that outlet? Like, what if, you know, like the security guard – is outside the hotel room, like you cannot play anymore. <laughs> what are you going to do? Video games, movies, books? Well, we probably... The books? Some, some books yeah. are chess. Any, any movies? Uh, I like martial arts movies, to be honest. You don't watch movies? Oh, no, I, I, martial arts, like uh, old Bruce Lee. Oh, Bruce old Lee, yeah, martial arts movie. That's nice work. Uh-huh, yeah. That's that's nice work, young man. I didn't know that. That is some nice work. Now I you're talking Bruce my Lee language. Movie. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, I was wondering because I know when you're doing a lot of strength training, I know it. You spend so much time uh, building up your agility and, 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 and your and I'm muscles. Sorry. A- Andy, this is Wendy. Oh, hi. So she is not the troublemaker. Elise is the troublemaker. She's the troublemaker too, though. So okay, that's why we hang out. We're she's troublemaker. Yeah. I am definitely the troublemaker. <laughs> you, you can call me the producer slash troublemaker. It's so much fun. It's a trouble show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've noticed a, a lot of pro athletes are, are getting into yoga to get more of the stretching done to to help build their agility. Have you been doing that too? Uh, yeah, not directly yoga uh, per se, but I I feel that stretching definitely is important. I've tried to implement it um, before and after, you know, obviously working out. Um, I've just never been introduced to yoga. I definitely would like to get uh, get into it though. All right, so hot yoga when you're in Arizona. I know exactly where to take you. Bikram. Yep. Yep. There we go. Yep. Oh, I tried that once. That was scary. It's Isn't tough. It? it gets Whoa. tough. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's best to do it in the summer because it's hot. Yeah. 
You're just hot all around. My sister, I think I've told you, is a yoga queen. She teaches oh, really? all over the world, and I can barely touch my toes. So I don't know. No. I don't think I'm even related to her. But uh, <laughs> one, one thing I wanted to mention um, that I, uh, one of the many things I admire about Andy is just his, his plans for after the game were like all his multiple interests. So I've worked with and I've interviewed lots of professional players and people that used to play. And the people that do really well – are the people that realize that at some point they're not going to be able to play anymore. Mm-hmm. And they make plans. And some of the things that they do on the court, those skills and those attributes, they translate to every aspect in life after, after basketball, the work ethic, the teamwork, the discipline, all those kinds of things. So having those other interests and having that work ethic that you have, Andy, that's going to serve you well uh, in the NBA, and then, uh, like I said, even even when you're done in the NBA, which seems like a, a long, long time from now, but it's still going to come. I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. Are you an early riser, or do you kind of sleep in a little bit? Uh, I I mean, I like sleeping in. You know, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, you can say early riser because um. When I day trade, or usually my schedule starts around 6 a.m. because that's when the market opens over here. Mm. So I've kind of developed that that schedule. It's waking up, and even if I'm not in the market for that particular day, it's kind of looking around, seeing what's moving, what's not, and just you know, kind of getting the feel for the market. So you're like I'll a say, yeah, well-rounded athlete, man. It's this is amazing. Can I be you that. when I grow up? I know we're all like <laughs> looking at you, each other, like, and so impressed. This, this this kid is the real deal, and, wow. and when you look at like in comparison, Andy. So Elisa gets up at like ten thirty in the morning and watches <laughs> cartoons. So I mean, that's just kind of to put things in perspective. <laughs> so nice. so that is. It sounds like you've got some good habits. Tell me, uh, Andy, about a habit that you de- you've developed that has been most instrumental in your success. I would say kind of what I alluded to earlier, probably the tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having a, having a set plan, you know, every day um, kind of helps. Having a, a routine that you follow um, in order to limit distractions is important to be, you know, the most efficient and to get the most done. So I feel having that schedule has kind of has helped me. Um, and looking to where I am today, you know, being as efficient as possible is still something I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's still something I'm trying to get better at. But, you know, having that set schedule and being able to get a lot of things done in a short amount of time is something that I feel is very important. Right. Are you flexible with the plan, though? I think there's sometimes that surprise. Is that something that you're, you kind of bounce with, or is it something that kind of just throws you off the game completely? No, yeah, it's important to be flexible. It's important to have time set aside for particular things, you know, you may not expect. Yeah. I feel like you have a routine set and, you know, and, and down and you're so used to something, you, and you're accustomed to the, you know, the moving parts of your day. I feel like you're able to, to implement, you know, free time here, free time there, whenever it's needed. So, I mean, it's never bad to have free time. It's just, you know, it depends on the day, to be honest. Oh, well, okay. I'm going to ask a silly question and please don't be angry at me. So I know when Phelps was uh, preparing for the Olympics, he was eating massive amounts of calories. So when you're training, what is your typical day of what you eat? Typical day? Um, yeah, so I would say I consume about maybe 
5,000 calories right now, five, 6,000. Um, wow. um, that's the diet plan. That's a right lot now. of food. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I try to keep it lean. I try to keep it, um, try to keep the carbs low as well. Um, a lot of fiber, a lot of oatmeal, um, good amount of protein from chicken, um, good amount of, uh, fiber from vegetables and broccoli, um, a lot of water as well. That's, that's, uh, an overlooked, um, overlooking as well. It's meaning, but to consume a lot of water helps metabolism, um, helps you, um, stay healthy overall. So it's important. I know the rock has a lot of cod. He loves fish. Are you, are you mm-hmm. into fish or not really? Just the, the chicken? Actually, no, I'm not. Actually, I don't like, I don't like seafood at all, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No fish. <laughs> all right, we know not to take him there. So do you do, uh, do you do your own nutrition plan or do you have someone that kind of puts your meal prep, uh, creates that stuff for you, Andy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do both. Okay. Um, I was, I, I used to be a personal trainer. I had my certification. Um, right. So I have the ability to do it. But um, it kind of helps when you have someone do it for you. I feel like, you know, to conserve time, obviously, to automize everything. Do you like cooking everything. or not really? Uh, yeah, I like cooking. Yeah. I mean, if, but if the I time. have to. Yeah. Just for, yeah. It helps. It helps, you know, save time, obviously, if you're able to pre-make meals and, you know, have them sit out throughout the day. So it's important. But, you know, like I said, uh, obviously, right now I have a, a dietitian and he's kind of helping me out. Um kind of trim down for the upcoming events, um, coming workouts. So, yeah. So, Andy, what um, what will you bring to the NBA in terms of ability and, and public responsibility? Mm. I feel like whenever you have a company and whenever you have a brand, it's important to uphold that image um, to, you know, to the, the highest ability. Um, so I feel that I understand that, you know, having that kind of background in business, that's extremely important to represent the company that you're working for, um, you know, whether it be a team or whatever, yourself. Um, it's always important. It's always important to, to have that high image. Um, so moving, moving forward I, for a professional team, I definitely see myself, you know, wanting to represent the team to the fullest, um, name on the back of my jersey and name on the front of my jersey. It's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I'm curious. Um, let's say 20 years from now, after you're, you're done playing, do you think you might start a brokerage firm specifically geared towards athletes? That'd be great. Yeah. That's interesting. I like, I like that idea. Yeah, definitely. I'll probably consider that. It's a good That's idea. That's a great idea. Actually, I was actually going to ask you if you consider yourself a role model. Because the things you do, and, and I mean, you don't think like the normal athlete thinks. I mean, you're thinking way out there. Big. So is that something that, you know, even along the same lines, I mean, it could be something that you do as a mentorship program and just giving, you know, young athletes or people coming into the game mm-hmm. an opportunity to see what's, what can happen next. I mean, anything, you know, injuries or, you know, just anything can happen in life, but having that solid background is such an important piece mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I would love to be a role model for upcoming athletes and individuals overall. I feel I feel there are a lot of things that, um, a lot of areas that people don't understand as for um, the financial part of, you know, having a certain amount of money, you know. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely, uh, that would definitely interest me moving forward. So, uh, Andy, what would you tell um, kids in general? I know that's kind of vague, but kids in general about 
the importance of pursuing your dreams and your passion and all those different things. What are some things that you would you would mention to kids that uh, that, that are most important to you? I would just tell them that no matter what people say, if it's something that you love doing, um, I would just advocate, you know, pursue it. You know, you, you have nothing to lose. If it's something you love doing, um, you're not going to find another love. Or you, you may, you may have multiple loves, but being able to pursue what you do, what you want to do and love is extremely important. Um, people kind of lose track of that, um, you know, in their hectic lives. So, you know, no matter what, push through it. Um, get through it because at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it. Are there any charities that call you close or any um, organizations that you like to support or, you know, talk about? Uh, I, I would say um, hmm, nothing Nothing in particular. Um, I would definitely like to get in that. I would, I, I'd actually like to start my own charity, to be honest. Um, I feel that, you know, helping their world countries is important. Um, Maybe uh, taking a trip to Africa, um, a little mission, and uh, donating food, blankets, and you know necessities. Um, I feel like I would have, I would, I would enjoy um, doing that myself. Do you so, travel yeah, um, a lot? Is that something that you do a lot of? And have you been to Africa? I haven't been to. Africa. I've been to Europe. Um, obviously, I've been to Russia, been to Italy, France, Norway. Um, I've been to a couple places. I love traveling, though. It's definitely great to go out and see other groups of people, other, you know, cultures, ways of life. Um, so it's a humbling experience to travel. It really is. Have you been to Cuba yet? Not yet. Not yet. I, I, I was actually looking to go last year, but it didn't work out. But uh, hopefully either this year or next year. Yeah, I got I to go when I was six, but that was a while back. Yeah, I'd love to go back. I want to go. That's like trip. fun. Field trip, everyone. <gasps> yes. Marketing mindset. So how about, I like that. I'm in. Marketing I'm in. mindset. Yeah. Hits as long as I can get some Cuban coffee, I'm good. Uh, how about your, your favorite place traveling, uh, Andy? Do you have a, a favorite? I know you've been to tons, tons of locations, but what's your favorite if you had to pick one? Oh, man. Um, I really liked Italy. Italy was really nice. Yeah. Um, I just came back from Bulgaria, actually. Um, wow. I was right on the beach. Um, it's very nice, actually. You know, you probably wouldn't expect Bulgaria to have nice beaches, but they're pretty nice. Um, <laughs> were you able yeah. to train while you yeah. were out there? Oh, actually, I was. Yeah, they yeah. had uh, that. They had uh, like a little spa resort that was right next to where I was staying. So every day, um, twice a day, I was in the gym. Nice. So I, I remember we were going back and forth, and you were telling me, I was curious about what kind of workouts you do, and I think it was like CrossFit or something, something terrifying where you were like, <laughs> you were like carrying these heavy objects up uh, sand dunes or something like that. Can you tell me any of you like the most brutal workouts that, that you have concocted? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do a combination of stuff. Um, I definitely the same in the gym, building that strength, but also, yeah, the sand dunes, uh, Running up sand dunes with like a backpack on and some weights in it kind of helps with that, like kind of plyometric strain, um, that explosiveness. Um, running on the beach um, with a backpack and stuff like that, yeah. So try, try to keep it mixed up, you know, use the body. Yeah, that that sounds like the workout that Wendy and I would probably be calling Don't Cry. 
Yeah. Just don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. Just keep going. You know, I, I go boxing twice a week, sometimes three times a week. And I have to tell you, when you have an arduous uh, workout like that, your body takes time to, he- to heal. Because it was a, what they call it, the, I can't remember the name of the acid that, that your muscles secrete when you overwork them. How do you get over the soreness and the pain to go back and do it again the next day? Because I know it's the second day that's always the killer. Uh, yeah, I would say Lactic the acid, that's what it is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I would say I would say that recovery is extremely important. Probably maybe even more important than the actual workout because if you don't properly recover, then you're kind of damaging the muscle in, in a in a worse kind of way. But yeah, it's getting a lot of electrolytes out the workout, um, a good amount of protein, sugar in the in the muscle to make sure that um it's able to take in all the protein is important. And I feel like yeah, you're gonna be sore after a pretty hard workout, but once you're able to, you know, have a routine and continue to progress through that kind of fatigue, your body will get stronger through through that kind of, you know, that soreness and probably adapt to it. So it's important to be sore. You know, you, you know, you had a good workout. Cool. All right, we have a little tradition here, Andy. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian's going to take us to Mars. He's got some inspiration for us right now. All right, so let's uh, let's ask ourselves this: What does the Russian missile do? What do you think? What does he do? What does he do? He scores buckets. Oh, so let's talk about your bucket list and the importance of creating one, right? The best way to miss the goals on your bucket list is to fail to to even create one. So here are some questions to ask that may assist you with the creation of your bucket list. What if you were to die tomorrow? What would you wish you could do before you die? What would you do if you had unlimited time, money, and resources? What have you always wanted to do but have not yet done? Any countries, places, or locations you want to visit? Always wanted to ride a train in Milan? If not now, when? What experiences do you have, do you want to have and or feel? What activities or skills do you want to learn or try out? What would you like to say or do together with other people, people, people you love, family and friends? What people... Do you want to meet in person? And what do you need to do to lead a life of the greatest meaning? So I'll leave you with a couple quotes. Every man, should be every person, every person dies. Not every person really lives. William Ross. The only people who fear death are those with regrets. Author unknown. Buckets, baby. Buckets. I love it. That's a great one. Andy, it was great getting to know you, and we can't wait for you to come here and play for the Suns. Yes. Make it happen. Nice work. Nice work, young man. Keep it going. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. All right. We'll be following you on Twitter soon. So get out there. Yeah, I will. I'll make one. Thank you, Andy. Have a great one. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. See you soon. Woo!